0: Good morning. This is Chris Castile with The Oklahoman. We have U.S. Senator James Lankford on the phone this morning, Tuesday morning, the day that uh, the impeachment trial is really going to become the focus in Washington, maybe for at least the next uh, week and a half, maybe longer. Um, Senator, it's great to have you. Thanks so much for coming on.
1: Thanks, Chris. Glad to be able to join you on this. A lot, 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 of questions. A lot of things going on these first days.
0: Yes, sir. And I know you've got some very long days ahead of you as as the Senate moves into opening arguments of the trial. But I wanted to ask you first, um, as as you go into this. I mean, you've 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 been reading about this for the last you know three or four months. <clears throat> Let's. Let, I want to talk, ask you first about the phone, the phone call with the uh, the, the new Ukrainian um, leader uh, that that started all. That's basically at the root of all this. And, and just ask you, the president has, has several times said that phone call was perfect. Was that phone call perfect?
1: Yeah. Well, that, actually, the, it doesn't matter one way or the other. If the phone call is perfect, the first question that the Senate has to actually resolve is. Is that phone call impeachable?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, do you remove a president from office based on that phone call? Uh, the House, as we look through the documents and their description of the phone call, is this is something the um, founders would have been terrified of. This is a terrible thing. Uh, they they write it out like it's a Hollywood script. As you read through their legal brief, you read the House, uh, the White House legal brief, uh, and it is this is perfectly within the bounds of. Uh, the executive authority to be able to have this kind of dialogue. There was no quid pro quo. Uh, there was no withholding from funds uh, past the legal date. Uh, there uh, was no requirement uh, that there was a meeting with President uh, Zelensky face-to-face with President Trump. And so the arguments that the House is making fall on its face. So it it really seems to boil around in the opinion of the House that the President intended to have quid pro quo, but actually didn't have any kind of quid pro quo with uh, President Zelensky, but because he intended to, he should be removed from office.
0: Let me, let me just ask you real quick on that um, before we move on. On, on, the, on the withholding of the aid, um, the, the GAO, the, the uh, Government Accountability Office last week issued a report saying it, that a president can't do that, can't withhold um, aid that's been authorized for by Congress um, for a certain purpose. What, what's your reaction to that?
1: So, the, obviously, the Office of Management and Budget has a very different opinion on that. And uh, that type of report that uh, GAO released is released out dozens of times a year, every year. Uh, it was during the Obama uh, time period, for instance, when President Obama used uh, funds uh, with Guantanamo Bay and he released some prisoners from Guantanamo Bay. Uh, the GAO immediately released out a report saying a White House can't do that. That's not appropriate. That's not consistent with law. Uh, there were actions with the uh, government shutdown and funding with the government shutdown. Uh, whether fees can be used, what happens, how can it be done? Uh, where GAO released our report saying, "Yeah, you can't do that." So it's very typical to be able to see that. I know we got a lot of news, but that type of report from GAO is pretty common. Uh, to be able to uh, give information to the Congress that, hey, the executive branch has taken this action, uh, that they need greater accountability on, Uh, and then then it becomes the conversation of what to be able to do about it. Uh, But that is certainly not an impeachable offense. Otherwise, we would have impeached President Obama multiple times. Uh, for that same type of report that was done during that time period.
0: Let me ask you about the witnesses. I, I think after, um, and, and please correct me on the process uh, steps if, yep. if if I'm wrong, but um, after you hear opening arguments, um, which could last, uh, I think each side is getting 24 hours uh, over four days, but is there going to be a vote right after that on whether to have witnesses, and and where do you stand on having witnesses?
1: Yeah, so this is the same process that was done during the Clinton trial period. There's no deviation on time period and when uh, a a call for witnesses would actually occur. Each side, the House managers will get 24 hours, then the White House will get 24 hours uh, to be able to make their opening statement. After that, senators will get 16 hours to be able to ask any question they want to ask on any topic. Uh, Those questions will be done in writing. Uh, so after we've heard both sides of the argument, we've heard 16 hours of questioning, or up to 16 hours of questioning from senators, then at that time period, there'll be a vote on whether there isn't a need for additional witnesses or additional testimony or additional evidence, written evidence. That's the same time period, in the same way it was done during the Clinton trial. At that time during the Clinton trial, uh, there was a bipartisan agreement. They needed to be able to call back some witnesses. Uh, there were three witnesses that were called uh, back, there were all witnesses that the House had already talked to and had already interviewed. Uh, there were not live witnesses. They were done by deposition at that time. Uh, those depositions were then completed, and that information brought to the Senate for them to be able to help uh, make their decision. So th- this is the same process. Uh, that we went through in 1999 as a country. Opening statements, questions from senators, and then a decision if additional evidence is needed or additional witnesses are needed. And we'll see that happen again this time.
0: Have you made up your mind on that, whether, the, whether you'll need additional evidence, documents, uh, or uh, witnesses?
1: I've not because I've not heard both sides of the story on it, on it obviously. Uh, I've read through all the documents I've read through the briefs. I don't see initially uh, any additional witnesses that I need based on what the House is bringing. Uh, obviously, the the, the uh, trial in the Senate is not a fishing expedition. Uh, this is not trying to prove innocence. Uh, this is trying to be able to determine has the House shown without, beyond a reasonable doubt uh, that the president is in required to be removed from office based on the actions that he's taken. Uh, So if there are additional witnesses that I look at, the initial thing I'm looking at is who has the House already sent us, because that was sufficient to them to be able to impeach the president, then we have to respond on those uh, witnesses and the things that they send us. Uh, But again, I I don't feel an obligation to go search for additional information and additional witnesses and additional pieces beyond what they've already sent us.
0: There's been a lot of talk about, you know, ever since this process started, really, for uh, Particularly for people who've never kind of lived through or paid attention to um, an impeachment, weren't weren't around or uh, old enough maybe to, to to watch the 1999 trial. There's a, been a lot of talk about the distinction between impeachment and an impeachment trial, and and what you know we see portrayed on television in courtrooms and in the in the criminal justice system. And and one of the big differences is that if if you had a jury pool, if you were an attorneys, you know. Uh, talking to to potential jurors, you would obviously excuse jurors who seem to have already made up their minds. Um, And clearly, um, a lot of people on in this trial or in the Senate have already made up their their minds on this um, on both sides. So uh, how how can this be? anything but kind of a um, I don't know it's kind of theater uh, since since you yourself have already said it wasn't an impeachable offense at least what you heard on the phone call sure. how yep. how can what's the point
1: so that this, this is something that the founders put into our Constitution to make sure if there was something so vile uh, that everyone saw it as a crime they saw it as a high crime or misdemeanor uh, that they viewed that this is going to be damaging to the Republic and they're at the beginning stages Uh, Their biggest concern were, what if a president of the United States was secretly receiving money from the French government or the British government, and though they were the chief executive of our country, they're receiving bribes and they're actually working for the benefit of another country. And you can understand in a brand new country how that would be a big issue. Uh, But this trial is very different than any other trial, uh, as you mentioned before. It is not to determine are they guilty of a crime, because in 1999 there was no question that President Bill Clinton was guilty of a crime. He lost his law license. He perjured himself under oath. uh, So he had other consequences even as he left office uh, that he faced because of his actions and his official actions that were there. Uh, But at that time it was determined, yes, he perjured himself, yes, he lied under oath, uh, but, no, it's not a big enough issue to actually remove a president from office. Uh, it was the same issue in uh, 1868 for uh, President Johnson. Uh, there was no question that they've, he violated uh, the act that Congress had passed to prevent the president from firing uh, President Lincoln's uh, team. They, w- they wanted President Lincoln's team to be there. He removed some of the people from President Lincoln's team uh, in violation of the act that Congress had passed. So there's no question about that. The question is, is that a, an issue? that you should be removed from office for. Uh, so this is a different kind of trial. It's not just about guilt or innocence. It's does it rise to that level? Because the the punishment is the conviction in this case. Uh, it's very different than what well, you would have. You could have some folks in a normal trial be convicted guilty, but then have a very light punishment. Well, that, that's not so in this one. The only decision that the Senate has is should the president be removed from office or not? Does it rise to that level? And you're right, the, the The trial's different in many ways. Uh, the jury, uh, we all know uh, the president, obviously, you would be excused from a jury if you knew the defendant. Uh, we've all read briefs ahead of time, you can't do that. Uh, we'll all be able to take notes during the trial, you can't do that in a normal trial if you're in the jury pool. And one of the biggest issues if, is if the Senate disagrees with the judge, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, if we disagree with one of his rulings, literally we can rise as senators and vote over the judge Uh, in a normal trial uh, the jury could never step up and say no we disagree with the judge and how he's handling this and we're going to overrule the judge Uh, but we're receiving evidence and that evidence is what the house sends us we read it we research it we make a decision based on that does it rise to the level of removal from office
0: Senator Lakeford, thank you so much for coming on this morning. I mean, this is a first for you as well. I'm sure it'll be very interesting, in and you'll have some uh, good insights for us uh, when it's done. I hope uh, we can talk to you again then. And thanks yeah. so much again. Well,
1: yeah, glad to be able to do that. We're actually doing a, a Facebook Live every single night after uh, the uh, after the trial is over each day so i can kind of give my feedback here the notes that i had sitting in it all day long here's what i saw and here's what i perceive is coming next so we're trying to keep people up to speed as much as we can because it's such a different kind of process
0: allows you to talk when uh, as as we we've we know uh, it's a it uh punishable by uh
1: by the pain of imprisonment, imprisonment. Is the, term, the term that they for you use. to talk the during the trial. Imprisonment if we talk during the trial, so we'll. I, I haven't gotten definition yet. If I pass a note to the person next to me, if I have pain of imprisonment, or if it's only talking, we'll find out.
0: Thanks, Senator. Thanks, Chris. I have U.S. Senator Jim Inhofe on the line to talk to us about uh, the trial coming up, his second impeachment trial, by the way. But um, first, Senator, I, d- I just wanted to uh, talk to you about uh, last week. You had to leave the Senate uh, during some of the preparation for this, um, for a family emergency. Um, uh, can you can you tell us about that? Yeah,
2: I, I can, uh, uh, Chris. My I was here in Washington on Monday. And uh, late Monday night, early uh, Tuesday morning, my wife had a, a mild stroke and I went back. And uh, ironically, I was to be on a very <laughs> uh, extensive uh, interview that morning, which I did keep, but I had to do it from the, from the airport in order to get back to be with Kay. She's progressing nicely. She uh, had a, no damage was done from the stroke.
0: Senator, I'm very sorry to hear that, and I, and I hope hope for the best. Uh, um, I know she suffered uh, some some health problems uh, last year that she was still recovering from. So um,
2: that's right. She I, had it had an accident, and this is somewhat related to that. But uh, she's doing very well right now, and, and uh, is doing therapy. All
0: right. Thank you for that update, Senator. Um, it will, might be a little bit difficult for you to, to focus uh, on this and or at least uh, I guess you you will have everything in perspective as you sit through these uh, these hours of uh, testimony and um, I just wanted to ask you first about about the the impeachment articles themselves and about the phone call that is at the root of these uh, impeachment articles um, the president the the Democrats uh, who who voted for the impeachment have said that that, that phone call um, Uh, implicated him in a scheme to withhold military aid to the Ukraine in exchange for uh, that country to investigate Joe Biden and his son. Biden may be uh, the president's political rival. Next year the president has said that the phone call was perfect. What what do you think of the phone call? I'm sure you've read the transcript or at least what the partial transcript that was written.
2: Yes, uh, well, first of all, I did, uh, the president was acting as a president should, and there are some things that have taken place. And of course, as you know, he is—he's uh, the the one who's making the determinations as to what our relationships should be and are with the different countries. And so, I've I've studied everything that was presented. In terms of phone calls, and uh, and feel that the president was acting within his uh, responsibilities, and I, I think that uh, we've sat through a very lengthy House event that I've never seen anything like. In in in, in uh, and I'd only like to remind our our, our people in Oklahoma of three things the the house had 17 witnesses that testified before the house not one of the 17 witnesses had first-hand knowledge it was all hearsay that's never happened before mm-hmm. Se- secondly there is no crime that was committed now we had three other times in history president johnson president nixon and president clinton they were all uh, they were all in, uh, 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 p- impeached, but well, Nick, Nixon not re-
0: was not. But um, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Not 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 removed from office. Uh, well Nixon
0: wasn't uh, imp- formally impeached, I just uh, uh, um, he, oh, he, he left before yeah. uh, the house.
2: Well, he yes, but right before it was going to happen, and um, and uh, but anyway, not any of the one of the three of those uh, actually committed a crime. And uh, or they committed crimes, but this president has not committed a crime. And the last thing is that there are two things that they found them guilty of. One is abuse of power and the other is obstruction of Congress. Neither one of those are uh, impeachable offenses. And I think it's important for people to know that. And the reason I say that is because this the national media is very decidedly against Trump. In spite of the fact that all these good things are happening with the economy and with the rebuilding of the military and the judges, uh, still they don't like this guy and they, they hate him with a vengeance. And so that's what's different about this trial or of this, this event and what happened during the Clinton years. And, uh, and so I think it's important to re, for people to respond to the, the real truth of what is happening today. Because they're not hearing it on a lot of the media,
0: Senator. You you remember from uh, the nineteen ninety nine trial and the and the lead up to it uh, of, of then President Clinton the whole debate over whether they should have witnesses and there was at least. You know, kind of a, uh, a short, I think, uh, um, discussion among senators about whether Monica Lewinsky, the intern kind of at the center of the, of the um, whole controversy, whether they should bring her into the Senate chamber to, to mm-hmm. testify. And you, you're having some of the same debate now about witnesses. You know, the Democrats want to bring in some witnesses, some former uh, members of the Trump administration. Maybe Rudy Giuliani and, and his associates. but, but what, what's your take on, uh, on, on there, there, I assume there's going to be a vote mm-hmm. after opening arguments and questions by the Senate a vote on whether to, to have witnesses. How if you had to vote today, what, what, what would that vote be?
2: Uh, my vote would be not to have additional witnesses because they've already had they had 17 witnesses, 17 witnesses. And they were asked if they needed any more witnesses, and they said no. They don't need any more. They made their case. Now, in order to try to string this out to adversely affect the re-election of our president, I think there's one school of thought that they what they are thinking about doing is uh, uh, trying to keep this alive. Trying, to, In fact, Nancy Pelosi has even said, well, if this doesn't work, I'm just going to go ahead and go through this again. Well, they can do that. You know, a majority vote in the House of Representatives can allow anyone to be impeached. And that's what. And so I just think to go in and open it up to new witnesses. And I will say this. You've heard it from uh, from a lot of people, uh, including Tim Scott, um, that if they get witnesses, we we obviously have to have witnesses, too. And Joe Biden's son would be one of those witnesses. And and, uh, and so if one side gets witnesses they both get witnesses right. i think they've had enough witnesses and we do, we need to get on with it
0: so do you, do you, are, are you thinking that this is going to be um, pretty expeditious something that that you could be done think, in two weeks or so
2: i, I think it is that the uh, the leader mitch McConnell, has said publicly that he'd like to have it done is it or that it really should be done before the state of the union message mm-hmm. cuz you can't you just can't stop government and that's going to be the third and the fourth of February. So I would say it should be done by that time. In fact, uh, the resolution that the, the, we're going to be considering today has a timeline. It talks about what's going to happen on Wednesday and Thursday. Mm-hmm. That's when you're going to have the the uh, uh, the House side of this. Uh, Friday and Saturday will be the President, and Monday will be those of us in the Senate are going to be become involved in this. Also, and then uh, the discussion about additional witnesses and that. But I think after that, that um, we ought to be ready to vote.
0: And and that vote, um, uh, it, it's a foregone conclusion, do, do, is it? I mean, do, do you, most people think that you know, there, there's not going to be any crossover on either side, that every Democrat uh, will vote to remove the president and every Republican will vote against? I mean, is that how you... I would, that say, I would say
2: that's true, Chris. Uh-huh. Unless unless there's new evidence that comes up, and and I I can't imagine what it would be. Any evidence that they could find that they did that they did not find in all of those weeks that, uh, up, that led up to this point. So I would say that um, that I can't imagine votes being changed because unless there's new evidence, right? It, okay.
0: Senator Inhofe, thank you so much for coming on this morning. I really appreciate it, and I hope to uh, talk to you as this process unfolds and uh, uh, get your insights on it. And well, ask you me and how to it, it compares to uh, the one you, uh, the one you well, were you part of 20 years ago.
2: And you were too, if you remember.
0: I do <laughs> every minute of it. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. <laughs>
2: thank you.
0: <laughs> Thanks, Senator.